Hey guys, Rachel here. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving if you celebrated Thanksgiving um, last week. Um, I know I did. It was nice to be able to just not do anything and just spend time with family. Um, so I hope you all had safe travels. Um, if you did leave your home, um, and that you've made it home safely. And, um, obviously, um, today we actually have a special guest on the podcast. Um, I know it's been, it's been a while, but you know, now we're kind of getting back into that whole groove of having guests on the podcast. Um, so, so yeah, um, I know you guys will enjoy this one. Um, it was, uh, it was really fun actually interviewing her. Um, uh, and I know she's going to do extremely well, um, going forward in her dirt racing career. So, Without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey guys, welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have a special guest with us. She's uh, 15 years old. She's a micro sprint racer from Minnesota, and she's the second girl to win a micro uh, sprint feature in the Minnesota micro series. Um, and she currently races for Shad Singleton's uh, Motorsports. So welcome, Landry Singleton. Hi, Landry. Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Doing good. Um, I'm glad that you wanted to come on to the podcast and, you know, share your story and let people know who you are. Um, you know, especially at 15, you know, being a micro sprint racer, um, you know, you're obviously really young. So, um, so how long have you actually been racing? I've been racing since I was only 13. So not that oh, long. Oh, wow. Ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're still pretty new to this. So, yeah. um, so were you racing micro sprints then too? I started out in a junior wing cart and I stayed there for about a year because of my age. So I had to jump up a class, and then oh, okay. we decided to buy a uh, A class micro sprint. Then, got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So. Oh wow. So yeah, like you only got to be in one car for like a year, and then you yeah. jumped straight into a micro sprint. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, you know, so obviously, um, the wing card that you're talking about, um, that's mm -hmm. not something that's ran like here. So can you like kind of explain like what kind of car that is? So, so the junior wing I started mm -hmm. out in, it's like, it's not that big of horsepower at all. It okay. goes like 30 miles an hour, oh, wow. 45 at the most. Yeah. And you know, I got that just to get my feet wet a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I actually did pretty good. Like I started out in a cart and I stayed in that cart for a little bit until I got comfortable. And then we brought a brand new cart into the mix with a brand new motor just so I could get a little bit more competitive because the equipment I had wasn't really up to date. So oh, we, got, okay. we got a new everything just so I could get a little bit more competitive because I had some experience. And then I started like 
I got a win. I got many top fives. I got top tens. And then, you know, that decision came whether we get like a 250 outlaw cart, which is, which is something <laughs> you got to think about up here because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know much about them, but they were a little bit in the talk of a little bit, but um, then we decided to get a micro. Instead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Um, and also like being in a micro sprint, like you could stay in that for quite some time. It's not oh, like yeah. you, it's not like you would have to like possibly move up again if you didn't want to, you know, um, you mm -hmm. could stay in a micro sprint for pretty much forever if you wanted to. And that was, that was one of the factors that we talked about. Cause we didn't know if I was going to be moving up after a, a micro, what I wanted mm -hmm. to really do. So I was like, fuck. I don't want to do anything after a micro i can stay in it for as long as i want so right yeah yeah there's no age limit to mm -hmm. a micro <laughs> so yeah no that makes sense uh so obviously um are you pretty much planning on just running micro on on dirt like is that pretty much or or you're gonna do asphalt or both because i mean i know some people do um smart cars on asphalt which i i thought was mm -hmm. insane because i did not even yeah. realize that was a thing um and so yeah so like is that something that you guys might try i think we just stick with micros on dirt like i love mm -hmm. dirt racing and i okay, honestly yeah. like if something came around with asphalt i'd try asphalt but i just love dirt racing so much i totally understand that we're dirt people mm -hmm. here too so like i it's, mm -hmm. it's just like once you're in it you pretty much are in it and it's like you yeah tend to not want to get away from it because that's mm -hmm. what my husband did my husband started in a sprint car so a micro oh. sprint actually yeah um mm -hmm. and then then obviously they don't really run them any here anymore so he had to get out of it and it was 600 um and yeah. then he had to move into a crate late model and that's what he's in now because those they race them every week here but yeah. you know sprint cars just kind of just died out around here um they do yeah. have like one series that runs but like they might, they're lucky during the racing season if they run once a month um, well, and they have to travel a lot because like only one track runs them here and then mm -hmm. they have to go to other, you know, to other states. So it, yeah. for us, it wasn't feasible because my husband's like, I don't really feel like traveling like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so, but yeah, he loved it. And honestly, he was like, man, if I could go back, he's like, he would. But mm -hmm. he's like, I, I just know we'd have to travel all the time. And, yeah, you know, it's just not worth it for us. So that's why he's stuck with the late model. Um, but, yeah, I totally get it. Um, it. It was really it's a, it's really cool to see them in person. Um, yeah, because when he was racing them, you know, it's like, yeah, sprint cars are just like a whole nother just like you have to you have to see it firsthand to understand why people love sprint cars so much. yeah but that's kind of how um micro sprint racing is around here mm -hmm. like our closest track is probably mm -hmm. 30 minutes away but they okay. only run like a few times a year so we have to oh, travel wow. over to Wis we have to travel over to wisconsin to go to like other tracks mm -hmm. like there's two tracks in wisconsin that we race and there's gonna be a new track in Minnesota that's going to race. But then other than that, we have to travel out of state just right. to go race, which yeah. it gets exhausting, but also it's 
based on the experience you gain from it and stuff like that, which makes it a so much better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for you right now, the main thing is just you getting seat time. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, no matter how you get it. Yeah. Unfortunately, you guys have to travel, um, you know, for you to be able to do that. But that's the biggest thing, because it's like, you know, you're still you're still kind of new to it, you know, so it's like you need to be able to get, you know, as much racing in as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. but yeah, but because you have to travel sometimes, yeah, that can, you know, that can take a strain. That can definitely strain things for you. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, it can also limit how often you go, you know, due to finances or things like that, you know, Yeah. and rain outs and stuff because weather, obviously you guys live up North, so you mm-hmm. have all four seasons, you know, yeah. so that also, you know, is a huge factor too, you know, living down here, it's like, which actually it's, it's weird living here in Louisiana. We actually have a season. It's not like Florida where they can run all year long and it's no Mm -hmm. big deal, but here actually it gets too cold to where we can't run past the end of October. So we only Mm -hmm. run from the middle of March to the end of October, pretty much around Mm -hmm. Halloween is our last race normally Mm -hmm. and yeah it's because it gets too cold here like there's no way that we'd be able to run in the winter now yeah florida you can run in the winter like they don't even have winter like they they just (laughs) don't have any really any season besides summer um yeah yeah so they can run all the time but yeah um here we we can't like even though we're pretty humid honestly like i went to florida one time like we went to orlando and yeah no like I was melting and I'm like, I know it's humid in Louisiana. Like we tend to have like really brutal humidity, but Florida is just on a whole nother level. Like there, mm-hmm. that's just, I don't know. It's just like a fiery pit there. Like yeah. you just, there's no way. Like, I don't know how these people live there. Um, our winters up here are so, so cold, but mm-hmm. our summers just seem so hot. Like our season starts mm-hmm. like May 11th, this next year we have our first practice so it'll start like in may and then it'll go to like the end of september so obviously that's like not as long as like north carolina and Mm -hmm. like oklahoma and like california go yeah but we're gonna try to do some more traveling in march to get some a little bit of extra experience before the season actually starts up here yeah because i mean you guys could definitely travel to some other places because a lot mm-hmm. of places have already started racing before you guys yeah. do yeah but mm-hmm. you guys have i mean that's a very short period of time but obviously mm-hmm. you would you would have that issue because you guys get snow so it's yes. like you kind of have to stop it's like yeah but may to september that's not a ton of time mm-hmm. yeah so Wow. Yeah. And see, and and that's rough because it's like, if you couldn't afford to travel, you know, like you wouldn't have very much of a season at all. Um, And now the tracks where you are in Minnesota, do they run every week or are they like every other week tracks? Um, the ones that we go between are, they run every week. So I get to race like I race on Wednesdays most of the time, which is also very hard because of a work schedule, but we make it work because my dad is very, he's very invested in me and he knows Mm -hmm. that 
I want to get experience. So he tries his best and I'm very thankful for that. But no, they run Wednesdays and then they have some specials that are like Friday, Saturday things. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's honestly, that's really odd that they race in the middle of the week like that. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have tracks that do that. All of the tracks out here. Um, so the track that's closest to us is Baton Rouge Raceway. And that's really the only one that's really left unless you go like further up in northern Louisiana, which is like mm-hmm. six hours away from us. And so we don't travel up there. Um, yeah. but they run, so Baton Rouge runs every other week and they run mm-hmm. on Fridays, which it's fine because it's like, we only live like 20 minutes from the track, but, but yeah, like, like it, most of the tracks around here either race on Fridays or Saturdays. We don't have any that race in the middle of the week. So honestly, I just found that kind of odd. That's, that's different. Yeah. You know, like, so. especially when the races run until like 1am in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes, and that track is like two and a half hours away from us. So oh, then wow. we have to make that drive home. So yeah, we get, we get home pretty early Thursday morning. So exactly. And, um, and obviously with you still being in school, um, I mean, school, does school end in September for you guys, or does it end in like, in like it starts in September for you guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys get out of school in June or yes. at the end of May? Okay. Um, so in June, like June 1st, June 2nd, Okay. So yeah, that then. means like with May starting racing season, that means you could also end up missing school too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that was also something that I did a lot of thinking about. Like I switched to online in oh, September okay. because I know next race season will be traveling too much mm-hmm. and still grades are very important to me. So I just right. wanted to stay caught up. So I thought that would be best for something that I wanted to do. Yeah. And honestly, like, and I've interviewed so many kids that race and yeah, that's what a lot of them are doing is they either, Mm -hmm. they switch to online schools because they were missing way too much school and you know, schools are not very understanding. The only, the only racer that I know of that I've interviewed, which I found extremely odd that her, her school is very understanding about it was Quinn Davis. Like she still goes to regular school and they know Mm -hmm. she misses a lot of school, but they put her as a traveling athlete. So they don't care as long as she turns in her stuff. And I'm like, you are so fortunate because that is not, most schools would not do that. So yeah, yeah, she's just very fortunate that her school is willing to do that for her. But yeah, most yeah. most pretty much do online school because that's the only way that they're able to like be able to, you know, keep up with everything. So yeah, um, I started online school in like the middle of September and I absolutely okay. love it. Like I get my schoolwork done in like two to three hours and then the rest of the day like I have to myself and I feel like it's way less stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, um, if, if it's a school where they don't expect you to like be in the online sessions and you Mm -hmm. can just kind of do things at your own pace, that makes it a lot easier for you because it's like, yeah, if you have certain days where like, it's a late one, like, you know, you race like on a Wednesday night and you're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do any school work until the next day, you know, then it's no big deal. And you're, you know, you're not, being penalized for that Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't i don't blame you for wanting to do online school and yeah Yeah. and like you said it doesn't it doesn't impact your racing schedule 
you can go and race as much as you want and not have to worry about that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, that's much easier. Um, so, but, um, but obviously when you guys travel, so like besides like Wisconsin, like what are some other States that you guys end up going to? I've raced in Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, and then we tried racing in Nebraska, but it unfortunately rained out. Oh, okay. And then next year we'll, we're planning on going to Oklahoma a lot more, Missouri a lot more, and then staying kind of around there for uh, a while and then traveling into Illinois. And then we've thought about going to North Carolina a little bit, but that would be a huge trip. So we oh, just yeah. have to know that planned out a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I mean, especially like if there's like a huge like money race or something like that, you guys could probably like do it because then, yeah. you know, then it then it would make sense for you because the payouts will be high enough to justify, mm -hmm. you know, going out there. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, if they have something like that, then that would, you know, that could be something that you guys do. Um, mm -hmm. I know that's what most people do. It's like, yeah. I'm only going to go all the way out there if the payout is good enough to where I can justify driving that far. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But, especially, uh, if, especially if you like make the A main and the payout is still like pretty high for mm -hmm. like going down the field, even if you don't finish where you want right. to finish in the A main. Like we definitely go to a show like that. Like the Deuces Wild shootout that they mm -hmm. had in Indiana the over 12 grand to win race. Like right. I had the chance to race that, but I chose not to just cause I ended mm. the year off with such a high note, but I actually, I still went to go watch and oh, okay. the amount of fun that they had, I honestly was jealous of cause I wished <laughs> I would have raced it, but yeah, the payout was still really high throughout the field in the yay main. So yeah, I mean, races like that, I would definitely go to. Right. Yeah. And I mean, those make, those make sense. Um, it, but also at the same time, it's like some people have to kind of like figure out, well, do I want to go and get like possibly, you know, wrecked out too, because yeah. obviously you're going to be racing against a lot more people and mm -hmm. you can tear up a lot more stuff too at these yeah. major money yeah. races. So sometimes it's like, do I want to go and like get all my stuff torn up too? Or, mm -hmm. you know, like, is the money worth going, get like a bunch of stuff torn up because mm -hmm. there it's pretty much a guarantee that you're going to have to end up like fixing stuff on your car. When you, when you go to a big money race, like it's, it's a guaranteed thing um, because, you know, people are trying to fight for like a huge amount of money. And so, you know, like, everybody's taking risks that they normally don't take. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like, I went to go cheer on my future teammate that's joining Chad Singleton Motorsports, and he definitely tore up some stuff. Like, <laughs> none of it was barely any of his fault, but right. it's still, like, anything could happen. Like, you could oh, jump yeah. the cushion and break, like, a Jacob's Ladder or something. Mm -hmm. Like, all of that adds up, and, you know, it's really just a risk that, you know, you either choose to take or you choose not to take. So, right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, and for something like that, like a big money race, you know, for some people that's worth it, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, okay. But if I break this, mm, we have extra parts, you know, it's no, it's no big deal. Like, you know, so, you know, it's always like, 
sometimes it's worth taking that risk, you know, because yeah. it's like the reward is so much greater. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, we've never really done like extremely like large money races where we've traveled. Um, but like, um, like Baton Rouge um, has done like, a, you know, they did like something with like the super late models. And so mm-hmm. they obviously had up the they had up the payout for the crate lights yeah. because, you know, and stuff. And so we did that. And then when Pike County was still open, cause technically they're, they're open, but then they're not like, it's really weird because it's like, they will only run a race if somebody's willing to like sponsor it, which that means mm-hmm. it's only happened once the whole entire yeah. season. So it's kind yeah. of weird. Cause I'm like, are you guys really open or not? Because like you literally only raced one time this year. And that's yeah. It. So, um, but they they used to do um, um, their own like th- like three day thing, and it was um at the end of October. So that was always our last race, and mm-hmm. so and you know and obviously the payouts higher and stuff, and you know there would be some of those guys from like Lucas Oil and World of Outlaws like late models and stuff that would show up because they do a big super late model race and stuff. And so some of those guys would show up, but Mm -hmm. now like, I don't even think that's ever going to happen again. Cause it's like Pike County's pretty much just done, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but Baton Rouge, um, you know, was, they did one last year. Um, I don't really know if they're going to do it again this year. They might, but they mm-hmm. also like include the sprint carts, you know, the micro sprints, um, mm-hmm. like twice, twice a year, they, they do something with them. Um, you know, and it's, and like they up the purse and everything for everybody. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah. So doing that type of stuff, like we, we try to do those as often as possible, but, um, but yeah, we, we did talk about trying to travel this next racing season because mm-hmm. now that Baton Rouge is really the only place that we can run because there's nothing left um, mm-hmm. down here that with them running only every other week, it doesn't really give my husband a lot of seat time. And then there's even weeks where they just close the track randomly for like other events um, and so, yeah, like we don't really get to race very much. And so he's, he talked about that. We actually had a discussion about that, like a couple weeks ago. And he's like, Hey, I think I actually want us to try and like travel this, mm-hmm. you know, next racing season, at least a few times, because we, we really don't have any where to run here. You exactly. know? And so, yeah, so we're going to probably try and do that a couple times. Um, more than likely go into Mississippi, you know, um, mm-hmm. like Hattiesburg or maybe why not? I don't know. Like, it just depends. Cause that's pretty far out for us. Um, yeah. so it would really have to depend on like what payouts are. Yeah. Um, and then like boot Hill is like six and a half hours from us, um, up there. Um, and, and then there's a couple other tracks that are in north louisiana so we might try and like do something but yeah like we're gonna and then he talked about probably going out to florida at least Mm -hmm. like once or twice you know during the summer or something because we're gonna have to do something like we can't just sit here and just race here anymore 
Hey guys, so you know, racing season is officially over here in Louisiana, at least now, obviously, in some other places, it might not be over yet. But if you are in that part of your racing season being over and you are starting to clear out old parts and maybe upgrading your car, um, maybe getting rid of the car that you currently have to get a totally different one or maybe you're at the end of your racing career and you just want to completely sell out your whole entire operation what do you do like you can post on facebook um whether it's on marketplace or in groups but sometimes let's be honest guys it is flooded with so many things and also sometimes some of these posts are not legit and they can be bots right and there can be bots messaging you to where you're not really getting any true traction on your posts so what is another option you can go to racingjunk.com sign up for a free account and you can post all the stuff that you have that's racing related on that site. There's also thousands upon thousands of classifieds that you can go through to see if there's stuff that you need that somebody else might truly, you know, be getting rid of and you can just buy directly from them. Um, that way, you know, it's 100% legit. You're not having to worry about if this is like spam accounts or anything like that, because People that sign up on racingjunk.com are real people. So go on racingjunk.com today, uh, sign up for your free account, and racingjunk.com is the official classified for Race Wife Unfiltered. So. I would I would love to go to Florida. I think they have like mm. a huge micro special in like February or something. Oh, but okay. like also that's Totally That's far for you. Yeah. <laughs> totally on the other side. So, I mean, I'd probably only go if like I wasn't driving my own car because that'd oh, be okay. just too much to drive a trailer down there just yeah. for like a few days of racing. But like also seat time is a huge indicator for like everything, no matter how long you've been racing, whether it's mm -hmm. like a year or five years or even 20 oh, years, yeah. like seat time is a huge thing. And I, I had to learn that. Because mm -hmm. in the 2022 season, like that was my first year in a micro, and right. I got started at the back of the race pretty much every time, and I didn't have the best equipment, mm -hmm. and so I basically got lapped pretty quick because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, but like that taught me like so much stuff that I can use now in racing that I'm actually pretty grateful for that experience, and like cars passing me and how to like not freak out when mm -hmm. they are passing you like this 20 the 2023 season i used so much of that stuff to help me in this race season like how to pass cars clean and how to race respectfully and everything right yeah yeah and the thing is like with you staying in the micro sprints for quite some time mm -hmm. and not having to like constantly move up you know yeah out of a car into another car that actually is a great thing for you because you haven't developed bad habits as some drivers yeah. get you know mm -hmm. so so that you have a major advantage so like with mm -hmm. my husband my husband started racing when he was eight 
And so obviously he had to move up multiple times because obviously yeah. now, you know, he's, you know, he's in his forties now. So it's like, but he started in the carts and then he moved, you know, from go-karts to, uh, you know, micro sprint. And then he moved to the late model and we've only done the late model for about three years now, but he just now is like getting really good with the car and actually knows what to do with the car. Because mm -hmm. before that he was having to unlearn everything that he would do in the sprint car. And mm -hmm. he was trying to race like he was still in a sprint car because yeah. he kept telling me, he's like, that is the only problem that I have from going from open wheel to going to something that's not open wheel is yeah. that I'm, He's like my habits with running the rate, the sprint car, going to the late model. He didn't realize that he had to like drag the brake in the turn, like to yeah. get it on the bars. And so he was trying to still run it like a sprint car. And you know, with a sprint car, you just floor it. Like you just keep going. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't use brakes for anything because like that's yeah. the last thing you want to do is try and use a brake with a sprint car. And mm -hmm. yeah, and he couldn't figure out why it wouldn't turn. And it's like, mm -hmm. and people were like, are you not like tapping the brake before you go in and turn? No, he's like, you're supposed to use the brake. Like, yeah, you're supposed to use the brake. Like, so like there were certain things that he was doing because it's like, he's so used to just throwing it in with the sprint car and yeah. you can't do that with a late model. So yeah, so like there was a lot of things he had to unlearn, you know? And so- I I definitely get that from going to like a junior wing to a mm -hmm. uh, fast micro sprint. Like that junior wing, looking back now, taught me so many bad habits that like I'm still working on like on learning everything. Yeah. But end of the season this year, I kind of like really started to get it. And now that I'm I racing more, that's really helping too. So mm, yeah, yeah. And he stays on I racing all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was something he did tell me. Cause I, I did ask him that. Cause I was like, how accurate is iRacing? You know, cause obviously, mm -hmm. you know, not all simulators are very accurate. And he said, no, this is actually very accurate. And yeah. he's like, it's almost exact. Um, and so, yeah, so he uses it a lot to, you know, to practice and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm actually keeping him from being on iRacing right now because his rig's <laughs> right there. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, like normally he would be on it right now. Uh, Cause you know, he's off, you know, for Thanksgiving and everything. And he's been on it quite a bit. <laughs> so I'm actually yeah. keeping him from it right now. <laughs> once <laughs> but, I got on, once I got on iRacing, like everything just started to make sense. Like during yeah. the racing season, like I didn't spend much time on it during the season, but then mid season, I was like, you know, maybe I should finally turn it back on after being off of it for like a month. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I just kind of like kept playing it more and more every day, which got me like contributing more things to like in real life racing. Right. So that got me way better towards the end of the season. And I can't wait for the 2024 season to start. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and with you guys possibly traveling before your actual season starts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy how the end of the year is already here because it, it, yeah. it's like it came way too fast. Mm -hmm. But but also that means you only have like a couple months, like yeah. maybe like two, three months before you go back to racing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like 
and and that that's been like the biggest thing like for us like it it's so hard when the racing season is over because it's like we feel weird and we don't know what to do with ourselves yeah. like, like it's just so boring or like what do normal people do <laughs> like what really like what do they do because like yeah. you know we constantly just race all the time and then it's like when racing season's over it's like what do we do like I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Like, and so we end up staying home a lot because it's like, mm -hmm. we're just like, I don't know. Like, we don't, like, I don't even really watch TV anymore or like anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I like just thinking about it because it's like, that was something that we were talking about yesterday. It was like, you know, I don't really even know how to just like sit and not do anything. Yeah because we always do stuff and especially with racing like we're constantly doing things like whether it's just like working on the race car or doing something like that and it's like we don't know what to do when we don't do anything racing related like we mm -hmm. just kind of we're just kind of like sitting here like, i feel like dude. racing season like checks you out of reality like yeah. during my racing season and like during the summer like I was just like in my own little world mm -hmm. and then once like racing season just stopped it checked me back into reality and I was like yeah wow what am I supposed to do <laughs> exactly like yeah. you feel weird because it's like you know it I guess like when we slow down we we start to actually realize like how much time racing takes like out of our mm -hmm. lives which is not a yeah. bad thing but it's just that I guess we just don't really realize like how much racing impacts our lives as a whole that like when we can't race it's like oh so what do we do now you know yeah. like because then then you really don't feel like there's anything for you to do exactly um, yeah and I, I think that's what it is it's just like we don't realize like how much time it really takes out of our lives mm -hmm. but i mean it but it's a good thing though. Like it's something yeah. that we enjoy and it's a passion of ours. So, I mean, but yeah, like the, the when racing season's over, it's, it's hard. It's like, I mean, we try to be good spectators, but it's not easy. Like being a spectator is so hard. So I notice we're horrible spectators. Like if we go and watch races like yes. in the off season, we're horrible at it. Like my husband's mm -hmm. the worst. Um, like when we tried to go to, we went to world of outlaws, um, race one time and yeah, him sitting in the stand watching sprint cars running. Can't do it. Like he's yeah. like fiending. He's sitting there and he's like, I just wanted to go jump in a car. Like, I don't like that. I'm not racing. Um, mm -hmm. and so I don't know, do you get that way too? Like where you, it's hard for you to watch other people race. Yes. There was a time this season that I couldn't race my car because mm -hmm. my dad was on a work trip and like, I wasn't going to race without him just in case we tore su stuff up right. and had to get it back together really quick. So I just went to watch and I'm sitting there before the feature starts and then they wave the green flag. And I was like, wow, I'm like really jealous of everyone out there like i need to be out there right now but no it's still really it's still really fun to watch for me mm -hmm. because i feel like i learn when i watch like i'm a visual learner so mm -hmm. if i can see other people's like mistakes i know not to make that mistake oh yeah yeah you can learn a lot um just for doing that even watching mm -hmm. footage of yourself 
because that's what my husband does like he yeah. like he has me record mm-hmm. every time he races and he watches it like after like right after you know either the heat or the feature or whatever and yeah. like he he watches it to see like what he might have done wrong or um mm-hmm. or or whatever and yeah so like you can definitely learn like from what you did previously and also you can really see your progress too because it's like you know if you compare it to a video of like you like a year or two ago compared to like yeah what, what you do now like it you can definitely see the progression of like where you are now compared to what you were at a year or two ago exactly. so yeah it, it's a it's a good tool to use like because then you can also be like well if I'm going into like, I'm slowing down like too much in this turn or something like that. And then like, you can kind of like pick up on that and be like, Oh, well, I don't need to be doing that in that turn, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, like there's just like little things that you can pick up that you are, mm-hmm. you're not able to tell really in the car. Cause like you're in the moment in the car, like you're yeah. not really, you know, I mean, yeah, you're kind of running through things in your head, but you know, you're not able to, really see because obviously in a sprint car and for people that don't know this in a sprint car you don't have much vision this is about all you've got that's it you can't see so it's like yeah like there's not there's not much you can see outside of a sprint car when you're Mm -hmm. driving it so yeah um and that was another thing too my husband said was a huge thing for him whenever he moved to the late model because it's like he could actually Mm -hmm. see everything on the side of him and it it was weird because he's like i'm so used to not being able to see anything like i'm just used to looking straight and just hoping for the best and you know and just doing that yeah so that was a huge thing too and also he was afraid to like rub people Mm -hmm. that was a huge thing that he had to un like unlearn because obviously you can't do that in a sprint car yeah like that's that's a definite no in a sprint car Exactly. like you're like you're pretty much asking the flip right if you if you rub mm-hmm. people and that was something that like i guess he just didn't realize that in other cars you can rub people and it's no big deal yeah he was always trying to avoid people like that and yeah it's like no you can rub people and like yeah. kind of push people out the way you know it's not yeah so that was a huge thing coming from open wheel it's like yeah no of course not 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 in a smart car you can't do that but yeah like in a late model you can push on people and it's fine you know but yeah so no that was also like me with coming out of a junior wing car into a micro like Mm -hmm. junior wing on starts bump each other until you go and then you're like in between two cars Mm -hmm. and you can bump off of each other but like in a micro, like that's a big no-no. Like you mm-hmm. don't want to bump people. You don't want to accidentally hit them because that could put you in danger and that could put yeah. the other car in danger as well. So absolutely. Exactly. It's like, you have to be so much more cautious about how you drive. But yeah. that was another thing too, that he mm-hmm. noticed. Um, he said, actually, it, he thinks it makes him a better driver now is that coming from a sprint car into um, a stop car like that he said that he's able to actually like slow things down in his mind like a lot faster than some of these guys can because it's like in a sprint car you know you're moving at such fast speeds that 
you have to be able to judge everything extremely quickly. And he noticed that he's like, he feels that's where he kind of has an advantage because because mm-hmm. people didn't understand how he knew people were going to wreck before they actually did. And he's like, yeah. you know it from like, if you were in a sprint car, you know, because there's certain ways that like, you can just kind of see things and know, oh, this mm-hmm. person's about to wreck, like, and they're about yeah. to go that way. And so I'm going to, you know, cut down or whatever. And he's like, you, you, you learn that from being in a sprint car because you have to do that at such a fast, you know, speed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like that was one thing he said that he actually is kind of glad that he was in a sprint car before because that kind of helps him like see things before they actually happen. Because everything, he said, mm-hmm. everything is so slowed down in a late model. Like yeah. it, it's weird to him because you know, late models, they, they can still go kind of fast, but it's still because number one, you've got way more equipment to deal with. You know, mm-hmm. it takes a lot longer to, you know, yeah. to get that around the track compared to a sprint car. And so, yeah, like mm-hmm. everything's like way more slowed down for him. So if you ever mm-hmm. did decide to go into a stock car, you'll have that advantage, you know, because You'll be yeah. able to slow things down a lot faster than other people. You know I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah, a, reaction time is mm-hmm. reaction time is also a very big thing. Like crashes happen in front of me all the time, and like I I have to be right on it because I don't mm-hmm. want to junk my equipment and I don't want to <laughs> like get a DNF during a race or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Your reaction time is way faster in a smart car. Um, it has to be, I mean, you've got to, because mm-hmm. it's like, you're already moving at an extremely yeah. fast speed. Um, now with you guys for the micro sprints, do you guys run wing or do you run non-wing? It's pretty much 50, 50 around oh, okay. here, but I prefer the non-wing way more. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So here they don't do non-wing. They automatically run with wings. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, now if you go into like Texas, they'll do non-wing or wing depending on where you go. But yeah, here in Louisiana, they don't, they don't do non-wing. I don't think they ever did actually. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't think they ever did non-wing, but yeah, they do it with wings. Um, and so my husband's never done non-wing before. And that was something that he wanted to do was to run Mm -hmm. non-wing. Um, but yeah, they don't do it. I guess I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm assuming it might have been for liability reasons. <laughs> because, you know, obviously, you know, what when you go non wing, you have they, I mean, there's way more of a chance of you flipping. There, you know, there's a lot yeah. more, you know, at stake when you go non wing. Mm-hmm. And that could have yeah. been maybe why they didn't do it. But yeah, uh, all the series around here ever since I can remember they've always done wing. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, he said he would love to be able to run a non-wing, uh, sprint yeah. at least once. So, yeah, but no, that's cool that they kind of do both up there. Yeah. Non-wing is definitely my favorite. Cause like I find in like a winged micro that my hands wander a lot. Like that's something I'm working on too. It's keeping my hands straight because every slight movement is like scruffing off speed. Mm -hmm. And like in a non-wing car, you're just kind of slinging it 
corner. But like right. with the wind car, you just got to drive it like kind of straight into the corner. But like my hands wander, but I'm working mm. on that with iRacing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that makes sense. Um, but um, mm-hmm. and well, and I don't know about those, but um, are like, are you like, trying to adjust the wing is that what you were doing that's why your hands are wandering wandering or no i just kind of find myself like like sometimes like i'll drive i kind of set it into the corner like a non-wing car oh and i just have to learn not to do that because like you're sideways going into the corner Mm -hmm. in a non-wing car and like if you do that in a wing car like you're not gonna be as fast as some of the other people so i mean you can't you can adjust the wing, but I, I just choose not to. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was wondering when you said your hands, I thought maybe you were like busy adjusting the wing and that's why you, you didn't want to have to mess with that. But, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Cause, um, yeah, that was, that was something mm-hmm. that my husband, I never really saw him mess with the wing much when he was racing. Um, you know, I, I guess mm-hmm. he just kind of would just leave it alone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know you can adjust on the wings too, like, you know, while you're driving, but I, yeah, mm-hmm. I would think that would be like kind of weird because like, you're, you know, you're like doing this, you know, like a, above you or like behind you, you know, like, and trying to race at the same time. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. For my- for micros, we have something called like a wing slider. So it does it for okay. you. And oh, like okay. there's a switch where it can pull you like back and like it can put it forward. So it's way much easier like that. But okay. for the position for the position it is for the feature, I just choose to leave it that way. Yeah. That I'm, makes sense. I'm just focused about seat time in a winged micro. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. but Obviously, um, yeah, you're, you're, I can tell you're excited about 2024. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is, you know, going to be a different year for you because you guys are going to be traveling more and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I know that obviously that means way more seat time for you and, you know, you be able to, you know, get more, even way more comfortable with the car, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, wing the winged or or non-wing because i mean i'm sure you know other places you know let you guys do both as well Mm -hmm. so but yeah like i'm i'm so glad that you wanted to come on here and share your story because i because obviously i think that's amazing that obviously you know especially um in the in the Minnesota micro series that like, you're the second girl that's won a feature. Like that's a huge mm-hmm. accomplishment, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, it's, you know, only two, you know, like yeah. that, that just means that we do need more women in dirt. Like we just don't have a lot, um, yeah. you know, especially in the micro sprint, you know, um, side, because it's like, you know, there's you, there's, um, there's Ashley Aftal and mm-hmm. Jade and, you know, there, there's not very many like and yeah. then uh, Katie Hedinger w- races them every now and then when she can, but mm-hmm. yeah, but there's still not very many women on in dirt yeah. period. Like that's exactly. the crazy thing about it is that you have way more women in asphalt than on dirt. And, mm-hmm. it, and I don't understand that because it's like, 
dirt should be a lot bigger than what it is when it yeah. comes to women being on this side. Like, and the fact that we still don't have a woman in the world of outlaws blows my yeah. mind because yes. we haven't had a woman since Aaron ever, you yeah. know, Everham, and that was mm -hmm. in two thousand when she yeah. when she left. Like, mm -hmm. so it's been 23 years and we still don't have a woman in the world of outlaws anymore. Like, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me. That just blows my mind because it's like. No, that's crazy to me too. Right? Because it's like, you see, you see it in NASCAR. You see, you know, you see a lot of women, you know, GT World Challenge, Porsche Sprint Challenge, all of that, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, I've had some of them on the podcast, but mm -hmm. have more women than asphalt there's pretty much none in dirt. There's yes. barely any. And it, it, it's just, to me, it doesn't make sense. And well, I mean, then, yeah, go ahead. the people in dirt are also moving up to asphalt too. Like, yeah. Once I've ran dirt, I don't think that I could ever go asphalt. Like I would definitely like, if I got the opportunity, I would, mm -hmm. but I would, I just love dirt so much. Like I've said. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, yeah. And a lot of them will like run dirt for a while and then move. Um, mm -hmm. because I know like Mandy chick, that's in the Arca series. That's what she did. Mm -hmm. You know, she ran, she ran dirt for a while. And, and then same thing with Katie Hedinger. She ran micro sprints for a while mm -hmm. and then she moved to asphalt in the car store. And, and that's what a lot of them are doing because being a dirt racer makes you so much better as an asphalt driver. It does. Yes. I mean, mm -hmm. there's plenty of guys that prove it. Kyle Larson. I mean, right there, that tells you, like, I mean, he came from dirt. And mm -hmm. you see Tony Stewart came from dirt. Yep. You know, Jeff Gordon. You know, all of them. You know, mm -hmm. um, Jimmy Johnson, even though, like, that was more, like, rap, um, like, more like this. I think he did, like, the stadium trucks on, like, Rally. But still, mm -hmm. you know, it's still some dirt experience. If you notice, mm -hmm. most of them have dirt experience and that's what makes them really good drivers. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we also need women to stay on the dirt side too. Like we don't yeah. need just women co coming into dirt and then leaving to go to asphalt. We need some women, exactly. to stay, you know, mm -hmm. uh, as well. Um, and yeah, like we just don't really have it. Or we have some that, are kind of just stay on the local level and that's mm -hmm. all they do and then they don't yeah. like, they don't move up anywhere like so you know you don't see them in extreme outlaws or mm -hmm. you don't see them in you know usac or anything like that and you know we or lucas oil or anything like that like we need mm -hmm. we need more women on that side oh and then like lacy yeah. ferno like which yeah. i love lacy She's like, she's like, she was like one of my favorite interviews ever because she's so bubbly mm -hmm. and like, she's so much fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, like Lacey, I mean, you know, she literally just reached out to Abacus and was just like, hey, like, I, I can drive your car. Like, that's literally what it was. Yeah. It was like DM on Instagram. And I, I could <laughs> not believe that. I was like, really? Like, that's how you got it? She's like, what are they going to do? Tell me no. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know, you're absolutely right. Like literally mm -hmm. why not? And she took that chance and yeah. And like, and now she drives for advocates and it's like, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, it's just crazy how there's not very many. Cause like you got Taylor Ferns that's in USAC, but mm -hmm. I mean, besides that, like you, you don't really hear about any other women. And it's like, 
it, it's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. It's like, we just need way more women on, on the dirt side. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, we've been like, my husband's been racing in dirt for 18 years. Like we've, you know, we've been in this for 18 years and mm -hmm. I could count how many women I've passed in 18 years that, that race on dirt. Like that's mm -hmm. how little there is. And, and that's sad. Like yeah. this side should have grown way more than what, than what it has. So, yes. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad there are more women though that are getting recognition. Like the fact that Jade won the championship with extreme mm -hmm. outlaws is amazing yeah. because you know, that just shows that we just need more women on that side. Yes. And then you've got Harley White, you know, she was in the mm -hmm. Chili Bowl too, um, and stuff. And yeah, so like, I, I think, I think we're going to get there. Like we're starting to see a lot more recognition on this side now, but yeah, mm -hmm. the dirt side, definitely, we definitely need more women on this side period. Mm -hmm. That's why I I'm mean, like, yeah. You're starting to see more and more every day, but yeah, I, I agree. It obviously needs way more than what it has now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, now finally, like we have so many more women in NASCAR, which mm -hmm. should have happened a long time ago. Um, yes. you know, cause all we had was Danica Patrick and that was it. <laughs> like you didn't have anybody else. Like, I mean, yeah. you had Natalie Decker for a little while and then she kind of mm -hmm. left and then now she's back. But now you have way more women, you know, on, you know, in NASCAR. And it's, and it's nice to see because we never really had it where you had multiple women at one time. You mm -hmm. only had like just one running yeah. in a certain series and that was it. Um, mm -hmm. So to have as much women as we do at one time is really nice to see. But yeah, like, but on the other end, you know, um, but even, even with GT World Challenge, like, there's barely any, I mean, there's only a yeah. couple of girls, you know, you got Samantha Tan and, uh, you know, you've got, um, oh gosh, I can't remember her name, but like, it, it, it's only, there's only like, I think it's like maybe three or four, mm -hmm. like it's still very small. And then even in Radical Cup, you don't have very many either. And then Porsche Sprint Challenge, you have, you know, a, a few, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have a ton. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's still very minor amounts that we have throughout all racing, you know, yeah. some women. And so, yeah, we need to have more, but definitely dirt. Like, and I guess cause dirt's closer to my heart because it's like, we've been in this for 18 years and it's like, mm -hmm. I don't see enough women on the side. I yeah. And so, yeah. So I'm glad that you want to stick to dirt and pursue it. And mm -hmm. hey, maybe maybe we'll see you in Extreme Outlaws pretty soon. I would love I would right. love for that to happen. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Jade and some of them will probably be moving up. You know, mm -hmm. or they might not stay in Extreme Outlaws, and they're going to need more women to come in. And mm -hmm. one of those, you know, I definitely see midgets in my future. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it, especially because you love the non-wing stuff, you know, like it would yeah. make sense, um, mm -hmm. you know, for you to possibly do midget every now and then, you know, mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that would be like a really cool thing for you to move up to. Yeah, yeah. maybe, 
And who knows, maybe you could be in the world of outlaws. Like maybe by then they'll finally like be like, you know what? We'll let a woman come in here because you know it's just yeah. been dudes for twenty-three years. You know? <laughs> they definitely need a girl in the world of outlaws. Right. It, yeah, it, it's crazy to me that it's been that long, and I'm like, mm-hmm. something needs to change because it shouldn't be exactly. twenty over twenty years, and no one's mm-hmm. still there. And I don't, and I know part of I know part of it with Erin, like she, I mean, even though she had funding, she still struggled with funding, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe it's just a funding issue that that's why we just don't have any women. Um, yeah. I don't know, um, but I'm hoping that that's the only reason, and mm-hmm. it's not just that it's a boys' club, and they just haven't yeah. been letting women in since Aaron I would was hate, there. I would, I would definitely hate to see that be the right reason. because for it to be twenty over twenty years, that's why I'm like, yeah. is it just funding or is it a boys' club? Like you know, yeah. like I'm kind of like. I'm starting to question because I'm like, it shouldn't be 20 years, you know, over 20 years. So I'm hoping it's just that no women have been able to get the funding to do it. And maybe Mm -hmm. we'll have, you know, someone, maybe Jade, because, you know, obviously she's, you know, she's sticking with Toyota and going into Mm -hmm. their development program. And maybe, maybe they might, if she wants to stay in dirt, I don't know if, you know, what her plans are, but if she chooses to stay in dirt, maybe she'll end up you know, there. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll be like one of the, the first women in World of Outlaws in 23 years. I hope, yeah. you know, I'm hoping that that's really what so. she's wanting to do. Because, I mean, it seems like, you know, she might stick with dirt, um, but I, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, I guess it, I'm sure it just depends on, like, what Toyota wants to throw at her, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I'm hoping that you know, maybe if she chooses to stick with dirt, maybe she'll be the next woman that we actually have in the world of outlaws for once. Cause it, yeah. Yeah. I want to see one before, like in my lifetime, like me too, please. Like, I hope so. Like, I don't want to die and there's still not be a woman in the world of outlaws. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we need one at least. I mean, I would love to see more, but we need at least one because it's been tw- over 20 years. So, <laughs> yeah, I hope it. I hope it happens in the next like five years. Yeah, yeah, I would hope it would be you know way less. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want it to get to thirty. Like yeah. we don't want to get it to thirty. Like mm-hmm. no, we need like we need it before then. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like you know, if you guys are listening, you know, we're about lies. Like you know. Let's not make it 30 years that we don't have a woman, you know, on that side. Like, let's let's do something, you know, let's let's make this happen. Right. <laughs> you know, but yeah. But all right. Well, yeah, Andrea, I'm glad that you came on and shared your story. And for everybody that's listening, obviously, I'll link all of Landry's social media so you guys can go follow her and, you know, keep up with her journey. Obviously, she's going to be doing a lot. And. 2024 there's gonna be a lot of traveling so you know if you guys end up being at some in some of those areas and want to go check out you know micro sprint i re- highly recommend it if you've never been to a dirt track because i know some of you only listen for like asphalt stuff but if you have never been to a dirt track before i promise you you do not know what you're missing you want to check out a micro sprint race like it 
you will you will not regret it i promise you <laughs> you know but yeah definitely um if you can support her if you are in any of those areas um and also um she will be having a um a raffle like giveaway type thing on her facebook so make sure that you guys follow her facebook page that will be in show notes so you guys can stay up to date on that because she'll be giving away you know some merch so so yeah but all right well landry i'm so glad that you were able to come on and um and i hope and i wish you all the best for for next year um obviously you're going to be doing so many things and um and yeah like i i hope you know everything goes well so thank you for having me it was nice talking to you yeah no i'm i'm glad that you were able to come on here and um and Mm -hmm. i I appreciate you taking the time out so Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, that is it. I hope that you enjoyed the episode with Landry. Um, As I mentioned, I will be linking all of her social media in the show notes. You guys can definitely check her out um, on whatever social media platform you prefer. Uh, But definitely make sure that if you want to be involved in that giveaway that she is going to be posting on her Facebook, make sure that you follow um, because they'll be doing that really soon and giving away, uh, you know, different merch and stuff. Um, Also, um, I just want to thank everyone for supporting the podcast. Um, we are officially in the top 10% in the world. The the Race Life Unfiltered podcast is in the top 10% globally. And honestly, it's all because of you guys. And I want to thank all of you for supporting, sharing episodes, rating, reviewing the podcast, all of that. And if you guys have not been able to do that, please uh, go ahead and rate and review. You can only do that through either Apple or Spotify. Um, with Spotify, you can rate and you can you can actually, um, there is a Q&A part, um, but then also um, on Apple, you can rate and review. Um, and definitely, you know, guys, I read every single review um, and I appreciate all the support that you guys give us. Um, my team and I cannot thank you enough. Um, you know, we work extremely hard to put this stuff together. And I i mean, we're just entire, we're just grateful for every single one of you that's out there that listens on a, on a regular basis. So definitely go rate or review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us, to us on. You can listen to us on Podbean, Apple, Spotify, and plenty of others, but those are the main three. Um, and yeah, guys, so that is it for today. Um, our next episode that comes out this week will be a solo episode. Um, and then, um, we will have more, um, interviews coming up, um, this week. So they will be coming out within the next week or two. Um, so you will be getting one solo episode plus, plus a guest podcast episode, um, every single week. So that I'm breaking it up because it gives me more time to edit because I do all the editing for my podcast 
for the most part. So it gives this will give me more time to be able to make sure that the audio quality is great for you guys and that you guys are getting something that's not half-assed and not thrown together last minute. Okay. So, so yeah, so we're just going to make sure that we can make this podcast sound as great as possible and definitely prove why we should be here. Okay. So, um, until next week, well, I'm sorry, until Wednesday night, if you're a VIP or Thursday, if you're listening from, if you, if you're finding this on social media, um, until then I will talk to you guys then and go out there and manifest your best lives. Bye.